Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have on Chasm Sultan. How are you today? I'm good. And you? I'm doing good. And we are actually good. with Guy. Guy is also co-hosting today. We are Hi, huge Guy. fans of a lot of your work. Obviously, Utopia, but you've been in a billion different bands, too, that people may not even realize. You have been in. And I mean, like, Utopia is not cool enough. Blue Oyster Cult, <laughs> um, Joan Jett. Um, what you like kind of... You even did like a Johnny Heat's jazz album at one point. You like you were like everywhere, yeah. like yeah. Meatloaf. I mean, in with seventy-seven on Meatloaf, you you did the Meatloaf album and yes. the song "Love Is the Answer" comes out. Uh, you guys did that album. It doesn't entail yeah. the same album that year for you. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was uh, that was a a a great time in in the music business as well as uh, in music in general. Um, a lot of new stuff out. Um, uh, people were, you know, they were just consuming tons and tons of new music all the time. Much, I mean, pretty much the same as it is now. But, uh, but those um, melodies, though, the melodies. There was a time period, though, yeah. right? I'm gonna say like the seventies into the eighties. Then the rock picked up too. But those were the melodies you could get away with some harmonies. Yeah, there were uh, there was some really great music being produced back then, and not that there isn't now. There is, but. It just seems to be a, a little bit more cookie cutter these days, you know. Is that a challenge for you now, though? As you, because you have been doing solo stuff too. Yeah, it is. Uh, um, it, it is because, it, uh, you know, um, on one hand, you you really want to stay true to yourself as an artist mm -hmm. uh, and do whatever, whatever, where or go wherever your muse takes you. But on the other hand, you want to remain accessible and you always want to get new um, new audience, uh, new audience members and stuff like that. So so it's constantly a battle between, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, trying to to stay relevant and true to yourself as, uh, at the same time. But your songs, although is, is it a challenge to stay contemporary, because I know there's a phase like you've had you've done so many different types of music. Mm hmm. At this point, though, do you have a certain style you feel like you're that you are, you are you, like you feel like you have your own sound established because you've been in so many different bands and different sounds, mm -hmm. you know. And then trying to stay contemporary, do you feel like there's a, a, a challenge to be who you are, stay um, modern? Um, I, you know, I, I at the end of the day, you know, I, I really have a, a well. I've worked with um, with Todd Rundgren for forty plus years, yeah. and uh, you know, I have a great respect for him because um he never does anything to please anyone but himself <laughs> yes. um and, and and his attitude is if you like it great and if you don't that's okay too um and uh i am uh i, I would love to take a a page from his book but i'm a little bit more um cautious when it comes to uh what i what i uh um, allow myself to do um <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, I have a, I have a comfort zone, um, that I, w I like to work in and anything outside of those parameters, um, is just, um, it, it's difficult. Yeah. Um, so I'm a pop artist. I, I'm, I, I write pop songs. I love pop music. Um, it, I'm not, uh, I'm not bound to any one specific genre, but um, but my tastes do lend themselves to that stuff that I grew up with in the uh, in the '60s and '70s mm -hmm. and '80s, for that matter. Um, uh, and uh, and the challenge becomes, um, you know, being 
uh, in, two, in 2021 or 2022 and making music that, that right. fits, um, that fits other people's uh, uh, tastes. You, you kind of decide as a songwriter, what fits, you know, you, you don't sit down at the table and say, let me write something that the 2022 crowd's going to like you write how you no. write, you get an right. influence something but yeah so so there's a way uh there's always a way to take something and kind of um uh, um work you work a little production magic on it and make something um that might be um a little uh that might sound a little dated or might be a little bit um like, you know, oh, that's something that you would hear in the 80s or the 90s or even the early 2000s. Um, and then do some production uh, on it to, to bring it into uh, the present that, uh, um, you know, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of stuff that uh, manipulation that you can do these days that we didn't have available to us in the um, uh, when I was coming up in the music industry. So um, you can make stuff sound old. And you yeah. can make stuff sound brand new. And then you can find that, that sweet spot in the middle. That's where I like to go. You had a song, actually, just look over to my left, not being rude. I'm trying to Google it. it was Clocks, which is the full, the full uh, length of that title, that song. It came out a couple of years ago. It was a beautiful mm-hmm. song. I'm sorry if the title, the full title escapes me. That was very contemporary sounding. It felt like it could just, if you didn't even know who you were, like you just would have been a new artist. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't dated. Yeah. That was, mm-hmm. that's a, that was a beautiful song, actually. I'm surprised that wasn't bigger, Thank actually. Thank you. Um, thanks. Um, so that, um, that was a self-release, uh, record that, that record was released. Um, uh, that was an independent release by myself and, uh, maybe part of the reason why it didn't get, uh, it didn't get the, the recognition that you sneak it back out there again. Felt. Maybe you should sneak it back out yeah. to the B side. It's pretty, it's a pretty song. Thank you. Um, and as a matter of fact, when I wrote that song, I, I co-wrote that song with, uh, with my, my, my friend, Phil Thornalley. Um, you mentioned Johnny hates jazz earlier, yeah. uh, and th- that's where I knew Phil from. Oh, okay, um, and and Phil and I work together all the time, um, and, and and so he produced that particular track, and um, it, it it was my attempt at trying to write a utopia song without writing a utopia song. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, if you listen to it, and if you go back to probably one I, of I our earlier that. records. You know, I, I heard, sorry, I heard actually heard the, the you're doing like an, just an acoustic version first before I actually heard the other version of it. Oh, so, so oh, to me, yeah, the yeah, unplugged yeah. version is even to me is is the bomb. It's even prettier. Ah. yeah, I did it for um, some online magazine. I think. yeah, I was just uh, trying to Google. It. I'm yeah. like, what the heck was that? Really quickly, I couldn't find it. But yeah, yeah it's a point of reference. It's beautiful. Yeah. People check it out. It's nice. Thanks, thanks. Well, I'm a utopia freak. I have been listening yeah. since I'm 11, so it's a thrill. And I've I've seen you do the Chasms Utopia. I've seen uh-huh. you guys when you re- did it with Todd recently. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a couple of years ago, right? When you came, uh, yeah, Paramount. 2018. Uh, I spoke to you after the show backstage. My um, friends with Mario from CAA. You know, Mario. oh yeah, I I love Mario. Yeah, he's great. So I know one of the things that we talked about for a second was. You weren't comfortable with that opening Utopia thing. That was the first Todd's Utopia uh, when he was playing that stuff. And you were coming out and you were like, I'm not used to that prog stuff that, you know, Utopia was doing. 
but you know, I, I thought it, you know, it was still great, but the, the show was amazing. You know, I was so thrilled to see you guys back together and playing again. Any chance that that's going to ever going to happen again with Todd? Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, it, Todd's always doing something. Um, he's always doing something different. Uh, he's not, a, 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 in my opinion, he's not a person that likes to go back uh, and do stuff over and over again. Um, it, it's unfortunate that, uh, that we couldn't uh, do it as, uh, as the original four piece, but Roger was, yeah. uh, he was not really, he did, he just didn't want to uh, go on the road and it's, it, it, it's grueling, you know, when you're in your twenties uh, or early thirties, it's one thing to be moving around like this, but when you get a little bit older, it becomes a, a, just a little harder. Um, but so that's why, that's why I decided to do my own version of, uh, of Utopia. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, I'm, I'm doing some shows next week with, uh, with my band called, and for lack of a better name, it's called yeah. Cast and Sultan's Utopia. Um, and, and we do, um, all Utopia uh, material. Um, and I go a little deeper than the uh than the band did well, I do a couple of songs that the band never performed live yeah. um and well, yeah, uh it was great no thank you very much yeah we're at uh, sony hall on uh, uh in manhattan on july 27th ardmore music hall in uh just outside of philadelphia on the 28th and on july 29th we're at the suffolk theater on long island i know we're gonna probably have a couple more utopia questions too and then uh, sure but the new cars that came out of left yeah. field, but made sense. Mm-hmm. And then you, then of course, having Todd sing that, but then having a singing bass player that could do Benjamin's part, who could do that that's affiliated with Todd? I mean, it was perfect that you guys came in together. I mean, I mean you do a really good version of it too. I mean, it's, it was a good band. It surprised me. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, that, that project, um, it was interesting because I, I've been friends with Elliot and, um, and Greg yeah, for a very very long time. As a matter of fact, one uh, Utopia, um, I think it was 1978. Maybe we did a uh, we did a festival outside of Ohio called Legend Valley, um, and uh, and there was a bunch of bands that opened for we headline Utopia headline that show, uh, and the Cars opened for us, uh, and as well as Cheap Trick for that matter. Um, we did a couple of shows really? in the yeah in the mid seventies that uh, that cheap trick opened for Utopia. Um, so uh, I became close with uh, with some with some of the guys in the band with um, with Elliot and Greg awesome. and Elliot's Dave. Awesome. Yeah, Elliot's I, I so love talented. Him. I mean, a, I'm thinking really he's awesome, talented, isn't he? Like underrated. Talented. Yeah, he's incredibly talented and highly underrated. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, so so I, I I had known and worked with Elliot uh, a lot over the years. As a matter of fact, Elliot played uh, guitar on my first solo record mm-hmm. uh, in 1981, I think it was. Um, but uh, 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 when that project was being put together, it was uh, it, it, it was it started as as a a, um, a project that that fell under uh, Meatloaf's manager, a guy by the name of Alan Kovac. Um, he, uh, he, he put the project together, 
um, asked Todd to do it. Uh, Todd agreed uh, to step in um, and, and fill Rick's shoes. Uh, I, I knew uh, Alan from my work with Meatloaf. So Alan asked me if I wanted to um, come aboard and you know, it just worked out. Uh, and then Prairie, uh, Prairie Prince from the tubes on yep. drums. Um, and the five of us, we, that was, it was just a, a really, really it's a good band. It was like 2006 or something like that. It was a yeah. really good band. Um, unfortunately, uh, Elliot hurt himself. Uh, 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 we were on a tour bus and the, uh, uh, this is like three weeks into this big tour that we had. Uh, it was like a six, seven week tour. Um, and we had uh, all this momentum going and a lot of press, a lot of PR. Uh, and Elliot, um, the bus stopped short. Elliot was thrown into the front of the uh, of, of the bus, the, the partition that separates the driver from the front lounge. Broke his collarbone. Wow. We uh, we had to uh, stop. Um, the tour got cut short. Um, and then by the time uh, Elliot uh, could come back and play, um, it, the yeah. we had lost yeah. all of our mojo and. It was kind of uh, it was a done deal by then. even yeah hard I to get it back. not even being called the new cars like when I heard it when I heard about it I didn't know who's in the band I said oh there's gonna be a new version the new cars mm-hmm. I'm like the new something it always feels like you're adding to it what's going to happen to the original mm-hmm. band and you don't have to have all the original members I'm not that's just straight about it but like the new cars how are you gonna put like those main members in I didn't get it and then I saw who's on it I was like oh like it, it does make sense like it feels like it's from mm-hmm. the same family you know what I mean it's not like yeah this, you know. It was a perfect fit. Then, then the clips, there's still clips, at least on YouTube. We can see you singing Drive and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. You know and your voice is very, yeah. very, works works with Benjamin's voice. It doesn't like it, it's not like way out there. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we, we, when we recorded the, uh, the, the record uh, that we did, because um, I think we, we did like a live record or, or something. I don't know if Drive is on it or not. But we were at Center Staging in, uh, in Los Angeles uh, rehearsing for the tour. Uh, and and recording at the same time, and um, uh, Brian Wilson was in the next room, and really? um, and came came in while we were playing Drive, and and I got to sing that that song, that, and Brian Wilson was in the audience. It was it was pretty special. That's a little nerve wracking, yeah. though, right? <laughs> a little, yeah. The guy did Just pet sounds little. watching you sing. You're like, oh, yeah. It was, it was. I mean, it's, and you know, I'm a huge Beach Boys fan right. too. So, it's, I, they, they're just the best. You were a, a Beatles fan too, right? From um, still am. Right. So, so you, when you started with Utopia, you were about 22 for the first album, Rock. 20. 20. No, I had just turned. I had just turned 20. It's it's funny. I I think of the Beatles, then I think of Utopia, and I think about you guys were basically together the same amount of time, about seven or eight years, mm-hmm. right? From 77 to 86, I 70, think was. 76 to 85. So just about nine years, yeah. And it seems to me, there's a parallel that I see between you guys and the Beatles. It's, it's pretty, that's a pretty <laughs> thing to say, yeah. but. Minus minus a few billion records, <laughs> yeah. Which and and there's called. no, I, there's no I, I, little Legos that you guys see. That I got the Lego submarine and the George Harrison picture there in Lego. So if you guys oh, need some Legos cool. made after you. That's what you need. <laughs> but you, guys, Legos. you guys went through the same type of thing. It feels like, you know, style wise and yeah. music wise, that in such a short period of time, you went from that prog 
you know, Raw album to the last album, which would be uh, POV. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the skinny ties were on the Utopia album and that whole mm-hmm. change musically. And then even when you did to face the music, which was basically, mm-hmm. you know, a Beatles album. Yeah. Um, so, so the band prior to me joining um, was it, it, it got whittled down from like a seven piece band with yeah. two, three keyboard players. I, I think it was Roger Powell, Jean Yves, and Ralph Shuckett at one point. Um, Willie on drums, Todd, John Siegler. Uh, so six, seven pieces. Um, and uh, with background singers, like I think it was a couple of Luther Vandross was in, oh, did a tour really? with Todd at one point. Really? Yeah. He, they only it did was Luther. Well. Luther Vandross was was uh, one of the background singers, and David Lasley was the other one. Um, in any case, uh, so it started as this prog rock project that Todd put together, um, and it actually it started with the with the Hunt brothers, Hunt and Tony Sales, uh, in the early seventies. Um, uh, and if you go back, uh, there's a picture floating around on the internet of. Uh, of everybody with with these helmets on and it's daft punk it is the exact <laughs> it's the exact same picture um if you look at it uh, now so it started off as a three-piece band then hunt and tony left uh and then todd started adding other people to the band um and then and then just the 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 the, the curve went back down to just prior to me joining was it was a four-piece band again. It was Roger, Willie, Todd, and John Siegler on bass. Um, and then John left, and that's when I joined. So there was still uh, remnants of the Prague uh, 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 elements of the original Utopia. But slowly, um, the when I joined the band... Um, Todd was uh, promoting his album Faithful, which was uh, pretty much a pop record, not mm-hmm. not a utopia record, because it was a Todd solo record, and Todd always did something different on his solo records than he did with Utopia. Um, but I kind of brought in uh, a, a little bit of a more pop sensibility. So we started off with Ra, but yet there was some there was an inkling of pop music on raw as well, mm-hmm. because we did stuff like um, magic dragon theater and eternal love. Yeah. Um, and and it, it, so there were a couple of songs that weren't really prog rock, so to speak. Um, but they would, le- they leaned a little bit more towards the, um, to, towards the pop genre. Uh, and then by um, uh, oops, wrong planet, which was the second record that I did, with the band we were getting a little bit even a, a little more poppy um but still kind of with still our uh, yeah. still had a rock prog rock edge then by the third record which was adventures in utopia we were just full-on uh uh pop band um because i think that uh that we found a a, a a a way to kind of blend it all together and still be um uh true or, uh, or at least Todd and Roger uh and Willie for that matter um they were still you know still loved that where they came from um musically but uh but were willing to um uh, to to 
go in another direction and, and have uh, have the records be a little bit more on the pop genre. Then by the uh, the, the network record, which uh, well actually, and then it was swing to the right, then network. Uh, so it just by the time we were finished, it was just full on pop music. Yeah, but, but it, the seventy. But I always think like if you look at bands from the seventies and the eighties, and, and it, it says a lot as a testament for you, and of course Todd and, and all the others that were in bands of different styles and genres, and are still now performing, and the music's come mm-hmm. back. There's a time like it was like in the early seventies, people were struggling for like a sound. Like, is it is it gonna be prog? Is it rock? Is it, it was like a battle for like what's this in style music? The bands mm-hmm. didn't like the labels. Everyone's kind of like fighting for what's the sound gonna be in the evolution of the end of the seventies, the eighties. What's the style of music? So I mean. The band evolved, obviously, with the times and stayed current. You know, may not have been on purpose, but it pretty much follows, mm-hmm. you know. And it still has a loyal prog fan base, but huge pop songs, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you really kind of danced in both, both you know, you're at both parties. Well, I mean, if you look at the last record we did, which was um, uh, POV, I think, P- or no, actually, it was Trivia. Trivia was the last record that we did. Um, and I think there were two new songs on uh, trivia, uh, Monument and uh, More Light, um, uh, both of which I do in my solo show. Um, <laughs> and, um, and I sing lead on both of those songs. Uh, and they are a really, really good example of um, that, that, the marriage of, uh, of prog and pop because there are some prog uh, elements to both songs and some pop elements. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it really was a, a, a very democratic band when it came to genres. We, uh, we you know, we tried to hit as many um, different, uh, 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 you know, go to as many different places as we possibly could within the same, uh, within the confines of one record. And as players, you're all great players and you also all had, you know, the voices for the band that really blended together so well. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we uh, we sang really, really, if you look at some of the, uh, at, at some of the YouTube videos that, that are out there of our live performances, uh, it, it, I mean, even I'm impressed with how <laughs> well we sang and played at the same time. Oh, yeah. um, these days, it's, you know, it's like, uh, somebody else, you know, it's like as long as you're playing with a click, you can you can yeah. kind of augment everything. But we didn't have any any of that back then, back in the, the old days, the old days. It, you know. Uh, but that's why I was so saying we the had harmonies. To, you guys are so good like that. That's you know the whole point of that. Yeah, we yeah we just you know it was one of those things where I I, I guess Guy mentioned that uh, or uh, I don't know Sean maybe you mentioned it, but it was like the similarities between us. That's I guy. really don't. It's it's kind of sacrilegious to to compare anybody to the. The, the other that band from Liverpool, um, but um, but you know uh, we uh, we just there was a chemistry with the, between the four of us that was really yeah really worked really well. So it, it, it and I, I you never really realize what you got until until it's gone. So uh, I miss it every day. Oh yeah, and and the the you know again the show for me. I, I mean the last time I saw you guys, I guess it was. 85 86 you played um mm-hmm. at the pier in new york city as utopia mm-hmm. and then when you pl- played over here at the paramount a few years back i mean it was just it was amazing it was like nothing changed uh, obviously without roger there was a little bit of a difference but still the the sound the playing you know the blending of, of the voices it was 
It was amazing. Hope to see it again. But I did. I, I loved the Chasm's Utopia too. And oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I have a lot of fun doing that show. It's uh, it, it's it's a lot of heavy lifting, but I, I more more than happy to be doing it. How do you have this set up now? Like, because sometimes you do stuff with Todd, and like you seem to give a revolving cast of stuff, and we actually can lead into some of the stuff you're doing now because you're doing some stuff with Todd playing with him, mm-hmm. but you also do your solo stuff and you also do mm-hmm. Chasm's Utopia, right? So you mm-hmm. kind of like three different, maybe three, at least, different projects. Four, stuff. sometimes Four? five. All right. Yeah. I'm yeah. not in your brain. <laughs> yeah, no, so, no, 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 no. I know I'm saying, so you got a lot going on. How are you finding a balance of like this here and here? I mean, is it just that organized or is it like, that's a lot. Um, you know, I mean, I, listen, I also have a radio show. Uh, I do yeah. a weekly radio show uh, that we're on in nine markets. Um, oh, everywhere you. from from Bangor to New York City, uh, up here, right here. I'm in um, in Kingston, New York, right now. So I'm I'm on in WDST every Sunday night at uh, 7 p.m., uh, which is a, a radio station in Woodstock. Uh, we're also on in Bangor, Maine, and uh, and Roanoke, Virginia, uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, El Paso, um, uh, Santa Fe, uh, uh, Big wow. Pine, California. Um, it's ter- uh, it's on terrestrial radio. It's a uh, it's a show called uh, It's My World and Welcome to It. And I do an hour of uh, of just like I think um, uh, last this week coming show is. Uh, it's called the eyes have it. And I, all the songs are about eyes. So I play eyes without a face, <laughs> snake eyes, angel eyes. Um, I have a great time doing my radio show. It's, and it's a really, really cool hour of radio. Um, so I, I have that. Then I also have uh, this other project that I'm working on called the Gilmore project, which is a celebration of Pink Floyd. Uh, I, 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 I do that. I, I just finished touring with that in May and June. Um, and then I, I came out with Todd, uh, in the second half of, uh, late June through July. Um, and then later this year, I do some more Gilmore project dates. I do my solo shows and then hopefully by the end of the year, I'll do some, some solo dates to, uh, cause I still haven't gone out and promoted my record, uh, Casm 2021. So that's a record that I just did and was released September of 2021. Um, and I still have to go out and play shows behind that record. So hopefully I can do that uh, late November, early December. So cool. you've been a busy guy since 20 years old. It's like you haven't stopped. You haven't missed a beat. No, I mean, um, I've been really, 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 really lucky. And, uh, you know, um, uh, and I'm, I somehow managed to stay healthy. And uh, I just, it, it's funny too, because, you know, it, it, it's, it seemed like growing up, you look at your parents and your dad and your mom and, and they kind of like, you know, when they get into their fifties and sixties, they're like, well, you know, we're thinking about retiring and yeah. we're going to slow down. And, you know, I, I did my work. I raised my kids. I blah, blah, and did all that stuff. And it's now it's time to, you know, we're going to go up, uh, maybe get a place in, in Florida and then go on a cruise. And yeah. for me, for me, it's like, I look at going on a cruise as work, you know, it's like now the, the, the big thing these days are rock cruises, you know, yeah. everybody's doing them. And I seem to um, be working more uh, as, as I get older, which I'm happy to do. I am absolutely happy. I, 
we were on stage last night in Albany. Uh, we played in Albany, New York. And, uh, and just before I went on stage, I, I, I thought to myself, I was like, I, I am just so lucky to still be able to do this and, uh, uh, you know, and, and make a living at it. And, uh, and I love what I do. I, I, I don't know that I ever want to stop. How could you not? You, you, I, you, the you, audience you, might want me to stop at some point. But yeah. It's like, no, you, please. You've no. With so many great people and done so many different things. I mean, 10 years with Meatloaf as the director. 17. 17. Jeez. Sorry. Yeah. Seven. That's okay. Yeah. That's all right. That was, that was a great time. I loved, I lo- absolutely loved working with me. Um, when uh, I did the first Fat Out of Hell record in 1977. And, um, uh, and then I, you know, I didn't really work with Meat again until 1993 when Bad Out of Hell 2, well, actually we did, we did the backgrounds for the record, Todd, myself and Rory Dodd did the backgrounds to that record in 1992 or 91. And then uh, a year later, me called and said, I need a, uh, I need a guy in my band uh, that plays guitar and keyboards and sings. You want to do it? Uh, and I'm, yeah, sure. Um, so I, I signed on and then the record exploded, uh, Bad Out of Hell 2, which is like lightning striking twice, twice. in the same spot um and uh and then for the next 17 years it was just a whirlwind of uh you know six months on the road every year uh four of those months in europe and in england um uh the other uh month and a half two months in this country and uh, uh it was just a really really cool time really really good time especially the time that i spent as his md which is uh which was I got to put bands together and um, and make sure that everybody was playing the right thing and singing the right notes. Yeah. Has the gear changed for you over the years? As a um, yeah, it's gotten a little bit smaller. Um, it's gotten a little uh, easier to uh, to navigate. Um, you know, I was never uh, I was never one for um, a lot of uh, like effects and mm-hmm. compression and EQ and it's like. I always felt as a bass player, especially that, uh, you know, everybody else gets to have the effects and everybody else gets to do all the, you know, the, the, the schmutz and <laughs> giggles and all, all that stuff on, on their gear. But the bass player, um, like, should probably, you know, not do that yeah. um, you don't need because it. otherwise it's just, yeah, you don't need it. You really don't need it. So well, guy was actually a, uh, he was a bass player in a, a band that actually a couple yeah. albums out and toured too. So, Another. I don't, I don't use any effects either. I always felt like I tried the distortion or the different this and that. It never worked. So have I. Mean, it takes yeah. away from the song. It takes yeah. away from the song. I think you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always there there, there might always be a uh, one or two times where you might want to use something like that, but for the most part, um, especially these days when your guitar player has a pedal board that's four feet long yeah. and has every <laughs> single effect on it that you could possibly think of, and sometimes two of each. Um, you want to just, uh, in my, in my opinion, you want to, you want to stay away from that because it's just, it, it's like, nobody hears that anyway. You know, yeah. it's like, especially if the bass, um, actually the funny thing is, is that, um, the, the tour that I just did with, um, Jeff Pivar, uh, and Prairie and Mark Karen and Scott Guberman, the, the Gilmore stuff, um, 
I used uh, a couple of pedals and um, uh, yeah, I had to because I just had to, they were like, you, you really um, need to have an effect on this. I am like, whatever, I'm fine. So uh, a buddy of mine works at uh, Eventide and, uh, and uh, I got a um, H9 pedal from him. Yeah. Um, and which is the, it's a great pedal. You guy, yeah. you should get yourself an, an yeah. H9 for sure. If a bass player needs a pedal, that's the pedal to get. Sweet, sweet. So the last, so actually you're working right now with Todd Oss. What's the name of the band? Cause we didn't talk the air talking about what, what's the Todd project you're doing now also. Um, it's called his unpredictable tour. So basically what it is, is, uh, it's Todd, um, working but relaxing at the same time um <laughs> so we go out we play um uh three or four songs uh that are um our fan favorites uh and then todd uh they bring out a little chair and a little table and todd sits down and has a martini and uh plays <laughs> whatever comes to his mind uh and if we don't know as a band there's a there's a list of about 50 songs and um, and we have no idea what song he's going to call at any given time. Um, wow. So it could be anything from um, uh, um, The Walls Came Down by The Call or um, Muskrat Love by Captain Intimil um, or um, Are You Having Any Fun by Tony Bennett wow. or um, uh, um, uh, 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 Lonesome Prairie by Lorne Green. um yeah or uh don't bogart that joint uh (laughs) whoever did that uh um or uh incense and peppermint see now i'm giving it all away so um so we do all those uh, i mean he could call any one of those songs at any given time so really Uh, it's a new show every night pretty much it's a new show every night there is no set list and then uh uh, after about an hour of the uh, unpredictable he picks up his guitar again and uh and we play about another three or four songs that are fan favorites and then we end the show. That's actually really smart. So, kind of see what you're doing, mix it up. You, yeah, exactly. Sorry. You you're you're from Staten Island, right? I am from Staten Island, yes. And, <laughs> so uh, we leave it at that. No, I didn't <laughs> I you know always just knowing you know where people came from or whatever and you you just being a new york guy yeah. your name yeah Kazim sultan always seemed yeah. so you know like you came from the foreign lands of some somewhere yeah. far off yeah well you had to be a rock star um, with that name or a supervillain that's like the coolest thing ever or or well completely ostracized <laughs> <laughs> growing up i'm sure right because because you're not billy bobby joey charlie timmy Timmy, uh, well, look, uh, I, I, uh, I have the same thing. Guy is, you know, one of those names, but Chasm, you know, Chasm really stands out. It is, what's the descent from? Uh, so my dad uh, is, uh, is Arabic and, um, and he just, you know, thought it might be a, a really good idea to name me differently than people, um, are named and you know to his credit I, I, I love my dad he's been gone for a very very long time it was really really hard growing up it was it was very very hard in the early 60s to have that kind of a name nobody had a different name these days everybody has a different name mm. you know it's like uh, somebody's name coffee cup or you know it's like it's like oh okay his name is coffee great cup. now you're writing fine. a name yeah. coffee cup thanks a lot there goes half my audience <laughs> 
Sorry, coffee cups. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> um, but uh, but in the early '60s, uh, um, it was just you didn't hear that name at at all. Um, and uh, and so I would, I, I remember calling a friend from my. It was one of the first times I used the phone. I was like, I got to call Stevie and see if he can, you know, come out and play. And I called and I, and I was like, hi, Mrs. Stevie, this is Kasim. Can, can Steve come out and play? And, and I was met with who? Um, it's Kasim. Catherine? No, Kasim. Uh, what? No, he doesn't know anybody by that name. Click. <laughs> and I got, you know, it was like traumatic. I'm, I was scarred. But, um, but then I, I, I meet people uh, all the time who say, you know, that's a really cool name um, yeah. and you're very lucky. So there you go. Well, now it is, but I can see going really yeah, hard. Yeah, and, and the world's a lot more open now too, you know? Yeah. It, was, it wasn't yeah, as, absolutely. as kids are, were awful back then, you know? You couldn't be anything different. Yeah, kids were pretty awful, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're still pretty awful. I have some of my own. So like, yeah, <laughs> yeah Sean, you know, <laughs> Sean is like kind of a, 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 you know, it's not mainstream name when we were growing up. No, know? it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. I got, um, I wasn't even named right. The the nurse, my, my mom tried naming it like, I think S-E-A, S-E-A-N or something. And uh-huh. in the hospital, the, uh, the the story is that uh, the nurse is fully Irish and she says, uh, no, that's not how we do it. We, we spell it this way. And on the birth certificate, she spelled my name S-H-A-W-N against my uh-huh. mom and that's the story i always heard i'm like i don't that's really true and, you know and i had some in the show it was a a, a band is all irish music right and i'm like yeah. i'm gonna ask these guys turns out everybody in the band is 100 german so I, <laughs> I was like so you guys will be able to tell me this he's like oh, i'm a german i'm like what you're an irish band <laughs> we're all german <laughs> that's great so, that's yeah, a little so side great. note there but that, that just ruined yeah. it for me so i'm like i haven't pursued that question ever since so i'm like oh yeah. <laughs> pretty funny well we all, all have the... across the bear. Yeah, uh, we're doing all... a very, very interesting thing uh, on that show, uh, uh, on all three shows. I'm having the local school of rock, uh, yes. the student bands open for me. Oh, that's um, awesome. Which, which is my, um, I, I really wanted to do something to promote um, young people uh, getting out and playing music. And I thought that that would be a really uh, a really cool way to get uh, to get some uh, some kids on stage, and uh, I'll I'll perform a song with them, actually a Todd song, uh, with all three <laughs> bands, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, just to have a good time. They don't, they'll only play for about a half an hour, thirty five minutes, something like that. Yeah, I uh, so I, I, own cool. a, I own a music store in, in uh, Long Island, and I had uh-huh. out in Suffolk County, I had a school like the School of Rock, it was called Rock and Roll mm-hmm. University. We did the same thing with the whole, all the bands and everything. So we had the kids yeah. play at like City Field on third base before the games and everything. Yeah, and, yeah that's great. The kids, it's, and we had some really good talent come out from it too. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I know that when I, um, when I was growing up, if I had an opportunity to do something like that, I, I, I was there in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember just like we had to beg people to you know to be able to play sometimes you know and um it was always like it was always a struggle and we would just you know when I was a a 13 14 years old it was like we would have played anywhere it didn't matter you know I was dying for guitar I couldn't even get a guitar so I got even with that yeah (laughs) (laughs) there you go yeah you got a nice little lineup back there all my kids play all my kids play so ironically yeah my, my parents didn't support it but when I got older 
you know, yeah. I did it. My kids, yeah. my daughter plays bass and keyboards. My other, my oh, other son plays, plays guitar. And I started playing guitar about five years ago. So, uh, oh, oh, good. Yeah. We won't play together. I won't play with that, but they still play separately. <laughs> yeah. My, my kids don't play. My, my kids, the, they, they are, they have interests elsewhere. It's all good. It's all good. As long as they stay out yeah. of trouble, right? So people. Yeah, exactly. I want to recommend everybody that doesn't know who you are. Go on, go on the Googles, the internet, like the kids say, and, and look up, you can go to Wikipedia. It's pretty, but probably mostly accurate. Who knows? Look at all the stuff that Chasm's been on. There's a lot of stuff. You'll be like, oh, I didn't even realize that. You're one of those artists mm-hmm. that you're like, I didn't even know you did that song. You know, even I was discovering stuff and I'm like, what? Like the giant is yeah. jazz. I'm like, I know you're that. You're involved with that. Yeah. Um, so I encourage you to check that out. The, the link for the website is going to be there. If they're in the area, check you out. Your new album, out, promote that one, check it out. And the yeah. clock song I was talking about too. Everybody find the the, uh, uh, the song itself, but the uh, the acoustic version too. It's really good. The acoustic yeah. version is pretty cool. Really yeah, it. I should. Do I really love that one. Like, I do. Like that. I think yeah. that. So I want to yeah. thank you for being thank on the show, you. man. Thank you so much, thank Sean. You. I really, really en- awesome. I enjoyed talking to you guys, Guy. Thank you so much. I, you. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, have me back anytime. I will. Well, sounds like